What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Anik Creates podcast. Thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you are all staying well and safe. I've been very busy, actually, the past little while um, working on these podcasts, working on some video tutorials. Uh, I had to do one of my tutorials a couple different times because I was sussing out some uh, technical difficulties, I guess you could say, um, and just sorting out how to do the tutorial the way that I wanted it done and the way that I thought it would be best shared with all of you. So I think by the time that this episode comes out, that tutorial will already be out as well. Um, but I'm very excited about that. And I'm very excited about how that's coming together and um, what I can offer people in in my tutorials and what I'm calling the quarantorials because I'm making them well in quarantine. So, you know, we're all, we're all in different situations with maybe not ideal situations or not ideal setups with whatever we're working on. But that's kind of uh, what I'm working on with the quarantine tutorials is to help people with that. And that, anyway, that kind of goes into what I want to talk about today. And today I want to talk about the importance of multiple income streams as saving and how this affects freelancers and artists. And so I'm going to first start to talk about kind of freelancing and what that means and what freelancers have to be aware of uh, when going in freelance, because I know there's a lot of people who either want to start freelancing or who are in freelancing. And this situation that's in the world right now is, while it's completely uncommon, it's also not the most uncommon kind of uh, things you have to be aware of when you're a freelancer. It just kind of brings certain things very much to the forefront and very much to light. So I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about what the future kind of looks like for freelancers and for just what to be aware of. Um, you know, right now the, we're unsure of what's happening in the world as, as at the time of recording this, at least we're not sure what's going on. You know, uh, everybody's in lockdown. Things are a bit crazy, but the things that it brings to light or the, the things that it makes me think of as a freelancer are very uh, interesting. So we're going to talk about kind of the future of that. And then, um, we're going to end off with some different income stream types or different ideas that people can do as freelancers or as artists. Because to be honest, when you're an artist, when you're a musical artist uh, or a freelancer, you both kind of work the same way. You're a business. You're trying to market yourself to get yourself out there, to get more people to know who you are and get more people engaged with what you're doing. But, um, as an artist, you're, you're doing the same thing as a freelancer. You're trying to get people in, but a lot of the time, the marketing side of things, which would be what you're doing on social media and whatnot can also be a product in its own way. And same with freelancing, a way to get more people interested in what you're doing, uh, a more, a, a way to, to kind of get clients to come in the door essentially, uh, is tends to be marketing, which can also be a product, you know, Thinking of, of people who write blogs, for instance, they started out writing a blog to help, you know, bring people into uh, for their their website design business, let's say. So they start writing a blog and how people can, you know, work on their web design or um, work on their own web design or, you know, somebody who's into finance can uh, write a blog to help people with their taxes, for instance, or something like that. But what ends up happening is people, you know, then go through that and go, oh, this is awesome. I need help from them. And then they 
come to them for their service. So that's kind of what a lot of musicians and a lot of freelancers think about is, you know, I write a free blog or I, write, I do these free things um, and then it will get people to come into my main my main income. And while that is still true and there is kind of a, a core income stream or a main sort of section to what you do, it's not uh, out of the question to have those, those different marketing tactics, so to speak, be products as well because you can monetize that blog. You can have ads on that blog. You can, you know, make income from selling stuff on uh, Amazon. You can make money selling stuff or pointing people towards sales of things, uh, affiliate marketing when you're on YouTube. So different things like that are very, very relevant, uh, especially to freelancers and artists are going to see this very much right now as well, because, you know, artists in the current situation, a lot of artists make money by having their music out there, people buying their music. So people, you know, things like Bandcamp right now are waiving, uh, waiving their fees and different, uh, services like that are waiving their fees or having less fees or something to help artists through this difficult time. And, um, so people artists rely on selling their music through sites like that or by streaming the the minute tiny income that comes in from streaming but then they also rely on going to shows and selling merch at shows and selling their CDs at shows and just ticket sales at shows and and that kind of thing and and right now in the current situation nobody's going to shows there are no shows happening uh because that's gathering of more than 50 people so you know a lot of artists have kind of figured this out and you can see the bigger artists kind of going to Facebook live or YouTube live or any streaming platform and kind of streaming sort of online shows, which is a really good thing to do. But there are many artists who don't understand that that is what you have to do. And there's different ways to kind of connect with your audience because the different ways to connect with your audience are the ways that you can monetize and have different income streams. And, you know, you have spinoffs of the different things that you're doing that can make money. Um, and I think right now is a, is a perfect time because the, the world is, is in a weird situation and the future of this weird situation is going to be, uh, is going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, the second that the bands are lifted, it's not going to be like we all go back to festivals with a million people at them because people are still going to have reservations about that. People are still going to not want to go into big, large crowds. So shows are definitely going to take a hit, I think. Um, and, and that's just one example of how the future is going to change, I think, for artists. So right now is a perfect time for artists to be working on those different income streams. And, you know, I see a lot of people just sitting around at home watching Netflix. And I'm like, now is the time to do that project that you want to do and artists now is the time to develop those things that you want to do so um so we're going to talk about that a bit later and some ideas that I've had and kind of brainstorm. And that's something that I do help clients with. And I help different artists with trying to brainstorm and come up with different ideas that they can execute that fit along with their brand and what they're doing. You know, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin, but you also do need to kind of spread yourself out a little bit to, uh, to help yourself if in situations like this. So going back to a freelancer, because all the things I'm talking about for a freelancer, you can just turn a little bit and think about it as an artist. So while I'm going to be talking a lot more about freelancing uh, for audio producers, engineers, you know, stuff like that, you can apply this if you are an artist. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about more specific artist related things when I talk about the different income streams.
So the first thing that I want to talk about today is people are, are looking at freelancers right now and they think to themselves that, you know, freelancers seem to be the one people who are not on the front lines who are still able to work. So, you know, web designers that work from home and um, copywriters that work from home and finance people that work from home or YouTubers or video editors, audio editors, stuff like that, like people who are freelancing. I still have the ability to, to kind of continue life as normal. Um, you know, demand for the service has gone down maybe. And, you know, certain things definitely have changed because there's not a lot of businesses. There's not a lot of people out there wanting as many videos edited or they're trying to save their money as well. So, you know, you, there is definitely a hit being taken right now, but from freelancers, but it is very clear that freelancers who work for themselves, who are not getting, who are not worried about getting laid off from their company, they have different worries, but they're not, they're not the same kind of worries as most people tend to see. So I see a lot of people now with free time thinking, you know what, now's a good time to start sort of a freelance business somewhere along the line, which will allow me to have multiple income sources and something to do on the weekends and, you know, starting that, that project. So I know a lot of people want to become freelancers or there are freelancers that are out there right now. And maybe that's you listening to this and kind of going, what's the important of multiple income streams? I make websites and you know, things are good. So why would I, why would it matter? Or I edit videos. That's a, that's a common one, which I, I edit videos for people as well. I edit audio for people as well. And, um, you know, it, it seems good. And as a freelancer, if you're fresh in the freelance world, if you're fresh in the freelance market, you probably, it's the same. You're probably going, this is great. I mean, everything's been hunky dory, but <laughs> you know, even right now as, as people, um, even right now, as, as the world is changing and as demand is unsure of what's going on, you might have work right now, but even down the line, that might not be the case for a little while, uh, or in a little while, I should say. So that's where I think it's important for multiple income streams and where, you know, um, you need to have kind of a diversity of things that you do or a, a diversity of things that you can offer clients or ways that you can make money. So, um, so I think a lot, so to me, freelancers right now need to be aware, especially if you're new, you need to be aware that, you know, savings aren't always there and, and money is not always there. I've seen a few people who have kind of been left their jobs to, to go freelance. And I've seen this multiple times for years and they go and they think, Oh, business is great. And like two months down the line, they're like, great. We're going to, you know, I'm going to quit my side job that I have because I'm just too busy right now to, to maintain that, um, with all my freelance work. And the thing is, is, is as a freelancer, one of the most important things I can tell you, uh, is that you need, or you want to have a security of like six months of income, uh, in your savings before, or, or six months of expenses, I should say in your savings before you quit a very, uh, reliable source of income. So if you have a side job, uh, like being a, a barista or whatever the case may be, a, a bartender, a server, anything like that, you want to have six months of expenses saved up before you go completely freelance. And as a freelancer, that's something that you always want to do is, is you want to put money away because, you know, when it rains, it pours is a good, is a good way to put it is, 
you know, when there's work, there seems to be a lot of work and then you get overwhelmed and you know, there's, I've done, I, along with many of my freelance friends have done many, many, a, uh, you know, a, a sleepless night trying to get everything done. Cause there's just so much going around. And then you find yourself a month later wondering where your next client's going to come from. And you're finishing up a project going, where's my next client and where's the next check coming from? Like, I don't know. Or you've been, you know, not doing a project for two weeks and you're like, where, what am I going to do? How's this going to work? And then, you know, something happens and you get a, a, a piece of, a piece of work and you're like, Oh, okay, great. And then next thing you know, you've, you're booked solid again and you have no idea when you're going to have time to eat or sleep, (laughs) you know? So uh, something like that is, is very important. I think to keep in mind as a freelancer, you want to make sure that you have the long-term plan thought out a little bit so that you have savings because, you know, people who just start out don't notice that as much. And And when you're a freelancer, you can't go on prospect. You can't go on promises. You can't go on, you know, people saying that they're going to pay you or, or really interested in projects. You can't, you know, quit your job thinking, oh man, I've got 10 different projects on the, on the way in They're They're great. You know, even contracts, you got to be wary of contracts sometimes because people will break them, especially which we're seeing right now is people are, are, can't, can't afford to pay the contracts that they've signed. They can't afford even rent. They can't afford any of those kind of things. So what's happening is these freelancers who thought that the, all those contracts were coming in are now also going, well, what do you mean? You, you signed a con. I thought it was for sure, but it's not happening because, you know, as a freelancer, I've had many projects where I thought it was a sure deal. I thought it was in the bag. It was happening. And then something happened, you know, randomly, who knows what happened? The, somebody pulled out or they just don't return the calls. They decided that it's not worth it. They found somebody else undercut me or they decided that this wasn't the way to spend their money. Or, you know, one time I was working with an artist and I thought it was in the bag and it was a good deal and we were ready to go and I had all the files. I'd put in some work already. And then the guy got sick and it was like, okay, we got to hold off for now. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't that he had a flu and he was going to, you know, get better in, in a couple weeks and we'd continue then. It was like, we don't know when you're going to get better. Uh, so we're going to hold on and we can't do this right now. And I thought that was in the bag. And I've, you know, I've done things where I've set up contracts. I've set up different project management tools. I've done tons of stuff. And then I just don't, I, you know, they're like, okay, I'll get back to you in a week uh, regarding this. And I go, okay, cool. And then I don't hear from them again for two months. And I'm like, what happened? And then randomly they pop up again and go, Hey, I'm ready to go with this. Uh, here's what I need. I need this, 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 this. And it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, great. Well, I've got about 20 other projects on the go right now. So that's, Oh boy, you know, here we go. No sleep again. But that's very important to know is you can't really count on anything besides the money you have in the bank. So it's very important as a freelancer to, you know, to make sure you have those savings and have them ready for a rainy day. Because for instance, right now, you know, work has slowed down. The government's helping freelancers, but, um, but it's not, it's still, you don't know what's going to happen. And that leads me into my next talking point here, which is talking about the future and the delay of work that's going to be happening. You're not sure what the market is going to be like in another month, in another two months, even when the band lifts, that doesn't mean that suddenly there's going to be work because work is delayed. Um, 
in in some senses because I have some friends who are in post production and the work is slowing down now. They've kind of been finishing off projects that have started because those those projects are months long sometimes, and they're you know they're finishing off some projects that and it's slowing down and they're kind of going well. Uh, you know the contract that I was supposed to have after this has canceled because that it you know it can't can't go ahead, but. After that, I don't know when the next things are going to come. And, and I've heard many stories where people are talking about the fact that if the band were to lift today, they're not going to have work for another three months. Because if you think about somebody working on, let's say, a feature film, a Hollywood film or a TV show or something, um, you know, those 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 things need to be filmed and then they need to be edited and then it goes to the sound. So if you're a freelance sound engineer and there's nothing filming right now because of the lockdown, once the lockdown's lifted, then they have to film it, then they have to edit it, and then it becomes work for you. So you're you're a couple months delayed from when the lockdown gets lifted. It's not like the instant it gets lifted, everybody has money to spend on projects and they have projects that they're ready to give to you. So... Um, you know, and that's, that's where it becomes very weird because it's all going to affect different industries differently because big movies, you know, people who are very, um, you know, big into making the trailers, well, they have to make the movie. They have to finish the movie before they can make the trailer for the movie and the merch and the advertising and the sponsorships that have to deal with that and the promotional material and the commercials, all the franchises that have to deal with stuff at launch, all that stuff's going to be delayed because the movie isn't being filmed right now. And it's been delayed by, we don't know how long at the moment. And so the, the industry is going to look very different when it's, when we're done from this, because you know, one of my, uh, one of my friends who is in post-production was talking about the different types of work that they do. And they were saying that, you know, documentaries or, uh, or feature films or that kind of long, long form, uh, fictional type stuff, that's going to take a while because that stuff takes a lot more production, takes a lot more time to film, to edit that, that sort of thing. But factual, uh, information, factual documentaries or factual, uh, content that they can do, even internet content, that stuff is going to happen a lot quicker because the second the band is lifted and these people can go out with their cameras, they're going to go out and film. And it's basically done the second, because it's just portraying those facts. It's not as big of a production and special effects and all that kind of thing. They're literally just doing the facts. They turn the camera on themselves, they film, and then they need it to have sound. And so those are the things that you're going to, you know, the, that, post-production people are going to need to get into first. And if you're not that kind of person, that's fine, but you need to be prepared for the fact that you can't continue working right away. So this is where it kind of, it it's important to have a diversity of what you can do and skills that you do. And even if that's not the thing that you do every day, it's worth keeping up those, uh, those skills and, and growing those skills in the background, making sure you take time to grow those skills. At the same time, another thing that I, I think is very important for freelancers is even if you have a full roster of clients right now, even if you have a full time workload right now and you're happy, you don't need any new clients one thing to continue to do, even if these things look like they're going to go for a while, is to make sure you take time, one, to learn new things so that you could, you know, adapt if something like this ever happens where, you know, you don't have any work of the type of work you do, but you can do other types of work. Like, you know, if you're into trailers, then doing, you know, more of the YouTube type content, whatever. And, but 
the, the other thing that you need to do while growing your skills, taking time to grow your skills is the other thing is, is making sure you take time to maintain other connections. Because something that I find a lot of is people think, oh, I have these great five clients and they're amazing and they pay me a lot of money and it's, it's awesome. But as soon as those five clients stop paying, even three of them stop then you're like, well, well, no. And then you have to cultivate your connections again. And somebody has to come up with their project that they then need you for. It's not instant. It's never instant. So they need to, you need to cultivate and continue those connections so that right when you have lost work or right when you're going, oh no, what am I supposed to do? They suddenly miraculously have a project for you. One of the other 20 connections you've been, you know, maintaining, uh, just as a friend, just how you doing? Hope everything's well, you know, happy birthday, happy new year, whatever the case may be they they think of you, they go, Oh, I, I, you know, I'm working on this new project and I need a sound guy. I remember him, um, or whatever it, work it is that you do, you know, you, you want to make sure that they think about you. And so you have to just maintain those connections and that's a, it's easier said than done. And I know, you know, I, I struggle with that sometimes for sure, but I also really try and take time aside to message friends, anything, just friends that I haven't talked to in a while or connections that I haven't talked to in a while, just messaging them to say, Hey, how's it going? You know, right now is a great, a great time to do that because you know, people are sitting around and you have an opening line. You have, I hope you're staying well in and safe in this crazy time. And like, you know, you have a, a, a conversation that, you know, they're going through at the same time or, or asking them how they're going through it and what they're dealing with right now. And, and, you know, you want to keep those. So, so you have an opening right now, which is great to maintain those connections. And, and I think, you know, if I can challenge you to do one thing is to reach out to, you know, four people a week, just say hi to four people a week. The funny thing is when you're freelance, even your friends that you've known since high school, who've never had any real, you know, business use for you or you for them, those are the people that get asked in whatever job they're doing. Somebody says, Hey, I want to record a podcast, but I, I don't want to edit it. I need somebody to edit it. And your friend goes, Oh, my, my buddy from high school, he does, he's a sound guy. Why don't you call him up? And the, it's funny, the amount of work that I've gotten that way, where old friends of mine have been like, Hey, you do this, right? You, I, I have a client that needs this done or something. And, uh, I've done many a project like that. And some of them are great and some of them are small and then they lead to bigger things. You never know who knows who and what, who needs what. Um, so it's, it's very, it's very interesting how that works, but you know, the industry is going to look very different when this is all through and people have to, um, be sure to be ready for what's coming. And especially, especially if you're a freelancer, you need to be ready to accept whatever work you can, whatever work is coming. And, you know, big, big companies are what are going to help really help with this. And you can see they're already diversifying in different ways. You know, Spotify is, has been for a while working on podcasts and, uh, adding podcasting into their, their niche of things that they do, which is fantastic because right now everybody and their brother can create a podcast because they're sitting at home doing nothing, creating podcasts. So that's something that now Spotify is, has a power in. And, you know, in the movie industry, Netflix is going to be, has put a lot of money into original content and they're going to really be driving this forward. Um, you know, cause Hollywood has slowed down a lot as well and they need, uh, they need to have certain types of content to 
put out there because they need box office hits and they need whatever types of content that Hollywood thinks they need. But Netflix can find niches and can push content a lot differently than Hollywood does. And they don't need the amount of merch and the amount of uh, promotion and the amount of spin-off products and stuff um as hollywood does because that's where hollywood can make back those the record or make back their massive investments in their movies whereas netflix makes back their money and already has the money because of subscribers so you know things like the companies like that are are going to be the ones that really really help um a lot of industries i think and something that freelancers need to think about um but it's something that you definitely need to think about more than just the next week or the next month and think about what's going to happen when nobody's spending as much money. You know, Hollywood's going to be in an interesting position when this is done because who knows how many people are going to have, um, you know, extra money to spend on going to the movies for 15 bucks. You could spend $15 and get a month worth of movies on Netflix versus going to the movie one time and spending, frankly, like four times that if you get a drink and a popcorn and whatever else. Um, so, you know, things like that are going to be hit and, and, you know, they're talking about going into a, a recession and it's going to be interesting trying to get out of this. And, and as much as I don't want to downplay or as much as I want to talk about the, the downsides of all this stuff and I want to be optimistic, I am being optimistic in the way that you just have to think about what's going to happen and how you can position yourself as a freelancer going forward, how you can position yourself to, to make the best out of the next situation. How can you, as a freelancer, help other people get out of this? How can you help businesses get out of this? How What things can you offer businesses to get out of this and help them promote themselves in a certain way? You know, think about different types of clients that you could have. If you're working for coffee shops, let's say, when this comes through, they're going to be, they're really, you know, they're going to be hurting if they're still there. How can you help them? How can you go, hey, look, here's a, an interesting um you know, advertising campaign you should run on social media now that, you know, you're open again. Here's something that I can do. I can make these videos for you. I can do this for you to help people come back to the store. They they don't want to just, you know, you're not going to go to them and go, hey, I make videos. Do you need a video or you need a website? They're going to go, no, I, I can't spend money on that right now. But if you can position yourself in a way that I'm going to be the creative director of your marketing to, you know, say, hey, we're, st- we're open again now be- after this is all blown over you can help position yourself where they're like, okay, you're right. This is a good investment of our money. Uh, and you need to prove that to them. So things like that, you need to make sure as a freelancer that you're positioning yourself in the right way through all this. And, and if, if, if work is down, if work is slowing down, then you're in a great position to take some online courses or learn some new things, hone in on some other skills that you may or may not have currently. Um, to, to kind of position yourself in a good light and think about the things you like to do and the things that you could do in the future with this, with what is happening in the world and what the news is telling us is, is it's going to be like a friend of mine works with a fitness company and now they've positioned themselves and they're putting out online workouts and they're, they're kind of building up that side of the thing because he came up with this idea that, Hey, why don't we put out why don't we put out free things to help people and keep our name out there while people are stuck at home on Instagram? Let's, let's target that. Let's add to that. Let's give them free content so that when this is all done and they can come back and they can spend money and they want to spend money, they think of us first. And, uh, you know, that is something that freelancers have to do for themselves, but they also have to do that for their clients. And I think now is you have to have a bit of a creative, uh, itch 
to fill, you know, and, and, and to bring those things out for your clients. Cause they're really going to appreciate that. That's the future of what's going to happen when this, as this goes on and <laughs> after this is done and we're trying to come back out of, you know, nobody working for a while. It's going to be interesting. And there's a lot of people that are also going to be suddenly video editors and, and audio engineers and all this kind of stuff. So you also have to position yourself for who all the other people that are now going to be in your space, basically going, well, I got fired from my job. I have nothing else to do. I got laid off. So I'm going to learn how to edit videos. Oh, look at this. Now I'm going to be on YouTube too. You know, you got to position yourself and know what your, what your superpower is and what you can offer clients or what you can offer anybody watching your content. So once again, that's, that goes back to being an artist and being a creative is you need to make sure you know what your goals are, what your, you know, angle on things is, what you want to accomplish and how you want to connect with your audience and on what level and through what means and what the messages you want to spread. What is it that people come to you for? What sets you apart from everybody else? So it's a very interesting thing to have to think about. Nobody can really tell, you know, what's going to happen on the other side of this. So the third thing that I want to talk about is, uh, is different income streams and, and just thinking about different income streams and kind of summing up what I've been talking about this, this whole time, uh, for freelancers or for artists. And, you know, if you're a video editor or somebody, then that is obviously what you do. But, uh, and, and that's how you make your money and you edit videos and people hire you to edit videos and whatnot. But the kind of the different income streams and the way that you need to, uh, diversify yourself is you need to think about what else your clients need. So being that creative brain and giving them creative ideas, especially right now, now's a great time to do that, right? So, now's the time to develop that skill. So that's something that you can do to make yourself more attractive to your clients. And, uh, but different income streams would be, you know, writing blog posts about how you edit videos and helping people who, you know, need to edit their own videos or, or smaller businesses that are trying to just edit their own video because they can't hire a videographer. If you show them what you do a little bit, then they can do their own work because, you know, they, they're not going to hire you anyway. Uh, but when they can, they're going to think of you, they're going to think and come to you for your, your services. So writing a blog and selling through affiliate market links, you know, that kind of thing. If you're, uh, if you're a creator right now is a great time to do YouTube tutorials or YouTube content of any kind, not even tutorials, just content and build up a YouTube channel because people sell lots through affiliate links on YouTube or ads on YouTube or sponsor sponsorships, sponsored videos on YouTube, different services will reach out. If you have an audience, you know, it's kind of about being an influencer in some respects. I don't, I don't really fully agree with the word influencer, but in this case, having that kind of a, a platform definitely helps. Even if it is small, you know, people tend to think that influencers need millions of, of followers to have any kind of a pull. But frankly, if you have a very dedicated audience who pay attention to what you do and you have a niche that uh, a, a company wants or would be happy to be a part of, then you too can, you, you can have some good deals come your way. Even with, you know, 5,000 followers, you have a dedicated audience and that's part of what's happening or part of what you need to make happen as a freelancer or as an artist, uh, as anybody who wants to diversify is you need a dedicated audience and you need to hit them in different ways. You don't want to diversify yourself 
in, in so many ways that you don't have kind of the core thing that you do. Um, you know, if you're a video editor and you work on trailers, well then you just need different methods to pull people into that. So, you know, starting a podcast or a YouTube video or a blog, those kind of things, that's perfect. People do that all the time. You can make, those are different income streams perfectly that you can, that you can do. And you need to think about what is it that my audience that, I want to direct to my main income source, but what do they need? What can I help them with? Or what can I help people who I want, who will become prospective clients? And then how can I monetize that in a different way? You know, if you're a video editor, but you make a course on how to edit your own video, if you're, uh, you know, you want to have up the quality of your Instagram posts, they might not call you for their Instagram posts, but they're going to think of you when they want to do a, a YouTube channel or they want to do something bigger than just their Instagram posts. So, you know, things like that are very interesting as a music producer, you know, hip hop beats, learning how to make beats and learning how to do hip hop music right now is, is really, really good. Um, versus rock because right now rock bands can't tour rock bands can't get together to jam uh but hip-hop people and and uh rappers those people can can be at home on their own and just want beats to to rap over to work on because right now is the time where they're being creative and they're learning their craft and they're perfecting it and they're working on new songs and that kind of stuff you know for me i've gotten into uh helping some people with their youtube music and royalty free music and that's not something that i thought of doing but it's a different income source. It's a different place I can make money and selling courses and helping people with their audio. That's something that I do right now. It's not making music. It's not being an engineer, like my main thing that I, I love doing, but I like helping. And it's same with this podcast. I just want to help people. But anyway, as a, as a musician, things that you need to think about is building fans and building ways to create those different sources of income. So, uh, you know, as a freelancer, you have different things that you can work on, different types of content that you can be a part of and different ways to help your potential clients. So we talked about that. But as a musician, how can we kind of do that? Because, you know, the, the product is the music, isn't it? Well, in a way it is, but in a way it's not. You know, music is almost the the advertising for other things like, uh, like your merch or your CDs or your shirts or whatever else you have, that's where, or your shows, you know, music is actually just a marketing tactic for shows. Really. You know, most musicians, that's why they put stuff on Spotify. That's why Spotify is so powerful is because you can get a lot of people to hear it for next to no money. Uh, cause they're not going to buy your record for 10 bucks when they can have a subscription to Spotify for 10 bucks a month. Um, but once they're a fan of your music, they'll come to your shows. They'll want to buy your shirts. They'll want to give you money in the ways that you actually make more money. So one thing that you need to do is diversify the ways that you connect with your audience. And, um, I think that's super important, especially right now, because as musicians have probably noticed, you know, nobody's playing shows because, well, they can't because people can't go watch them. But if you look at the smart artists, the way that they're doing it, they're, they're engaging with their audience. They're maintaining their presence going, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still with you. I'm with you through this. We're all going through this. And you know, I am, I am here on my live streams. I'm here on, you know, I'm making covers. I'm helping other artists. I'm, you know, doing Instagram lives I'm doing Facebook lives. I'm answering your questions. I'm making YouTube videos that are just me, uh, and not a full music video production. They're showing you, 
their their personalities and that's something that's so important for for both musicians and creatives and artists and freelancers people want to get to know you and getting to know you is so powerful because then they become fans of yours even if you're a freelancer people become fans of yours and become fans of your work and and want to help support you um and so as an artist or or as a freelancer that's so important because you know people want to support you people are fans so they will if there's anything that you put out and you can put out multiple different things um to to make money whether that be shirts cds or you know behind the scenes things that you can show them whatever it is your fans will want to to support you and want to buy that and want to give you money for that so um but you have to give it to them first in a way, or you have to give them things to be engaged with you so that they are seeking out ways to support you. You know, um, just a t-shirt, having just your t-shirt doesn't really do much, but if a person can buy that t-shirt because they were at that show or they saw your live stream or they, you know, we all survived, you know, COVID-19, um, they're going to want to be a part of that. And you want to, you want to have them be a part of that. And, you know, we can go on about, about marketing and the way to draw people in forever. That can be a whole nother, uh, episode, which, uh, if that's something you're interested in, let me know in the comments. Um, but you know, that is, it really is about finding those fans and, and maintaining those, building those relationships with your fans so that they support you even through these, these difficult times. Um, because you know, it's, it's a hard time and nobody wants to spend money right now, but on the other side of this, that's where you're going to get your, your people who remember you and go, Oh yeah, I've been following them and they were right there with me and they helped me get through this, this time, uh, this tough time. And, and I, now that I have, I'm working again, I want to buy the shirt that they have to signify that or the thing that, you know, the limited merch that they brought out or the new song that they put out or whatever the case, or to go see your show again, because now I get to see them in person, not just over the internet, you know, things like that. So the, the, the point is, is that different income streams are so, so important. And YouTubers have figured this out long ago. They sell, you know, uh, you know, preset packs, they sell, um, photographs, they have different packages of things that are related to what they do. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of a, of a YouTuber named Peter McKinnon, and I think he's brilliant. He sells prints, he sells presets for his photos he sells coffee because his channel got to know him and he likes coffee. So he sells coffee. He sells that, all that, all those kind of things. And he's the fans that he has want to support him. And now he has products with different camera, um, camera gear manufacturers and, you know, people want to support them. They'll, they'll pay the extra couple bucks or they'll just buy his product regardless of the price of it compared to other things because they want the Peter McKinnon one. They, they want to be in that club, that kind of exclusive, we know who Peter McKinnon is. We like Peter McKinnon. So he's, he's, you know, nailed it in that way. And he has tons of different products now with companies and on his own. And like, who would have thought that a camera and filmmaking and photography channel would sell coffee and that would be a extremely popular product, <laughs> but it's because you got to, we got to know him and through his vlogs and through, you know, the different content and the, the ways that he engages with us, we know he likes coffee and we connect with that, that he likes coffee. So we want to buy his coffee versus the, you know, other brands of coffee. So I think that's so cool. And that's, you know, the kind of thinking that you need to have as an artist or as a freelancer, how else can you help people? How else can you connect with people and how else can you make those, all those things make a little bit of money 
or various of them make a little bit of money that all adds up because if one of them gets taken away, like artists are dealing with now where shows are gone, well, that that's where they made their money. And now that's gone. So now they're all kind of going, well, what else do we have? But if they had kind of, if you've built up a YouTube channel and you get a bit of income from sponsored content or from ads or from affiliate links, a little bit each, you're going, well, okay, I still have money coming in because certain things are happening. Now, obviously right now in the current situation of the world, this is a bit different, (laughs) but this is not just to deal with right now. Right now is a different situation, but coming out of this, these are the things you want to think about and these are the things you want to plan for coming out of this and how you can position yourself as a freelancer or as an artist to be the best version of you and the best situated and the best positioned you are on the other side of this. All right, so for this week's highlight of the week, I would like to uh, two things that I want to I want to highlight. There is a site called Patreon. Now, some of you may know Patreon, um, and this is not sponsored again, but it's a, a great tool for exactly what I was talking about for artists, and um, it's a great way to engage with your audience, and it's a great tool that basically it's a website where you create different tiers of people, or you can have one tier, it doesn't really matter, but you create different tiers with different kind of perks or rewards, and people can pay you per month uh, for your creations for to support you as a creator. And you give them behind the scenes, you get to know them, you get to uh, engage with them in different ways, you get to give them exclusive content for their tier that they, um, that they pay for. And it, it helps you have a steady stream of income through, uh, through a membership kind of a, a of thing, uh, to create, to continue to create and to work on your creations and people support that. And they just want to support their, their creators, their favorite creators. They can support with five bucks a month. So, you know, somebody can think of that and they get, they get X amount of content. But if you have a bunch of fans doing that, uh, you can make pretty good, pretty good income. And there's many people who make their whole living on Patreon as artists or whatever, uh, because they, they do art and then they sell their art and then their Patreon members get deals or their Patreon members get exclusive art or personalized cards or whatever the fact is. Um, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, you pay five bucks a month and I'm going to give you five bucks worth of goods because you're, they're paying to support you and they're paying for what you're doing. So I think that is a really, really cool tool for artists that I think they should look into, especially nowadays. But I've seen a lot of success. People have a lot of success on there. Uh, even YouTube channels do that a lot. They have, you know, they're, they're exclusive, their club, their Patreon members. Um, and I, I think that's, it is a really, really good tool. So that's one thing I'd love to highlight this week. The second thing that I want to highlight, which will help you with your content creation, especially because right now a lot of people are at home and you can film, you can do things with your phone, you can do uh, ways to engage with your, with your uh, clients, with your, um, with your fans, with whatever it is that you, the people that are, are following you, you have to engage with them in different ways. And right now at home, a great way to do is film. Um, and so my highlight, my second highlight is Adobe rush, which is a piece of software, a video editing piece of software. It's free. Uh, Adobe is a really, really good, um, 
really, really good company. I love Adobe software. I use Adobe software for a ton of stuff, but, uh, Adobe rush is their free video editing software, uh, which you can have on your phone or your iPad or your computer. And it can, you know, it's cloud-based. It helps float things around between devices. So you can do it that way, but it just helps up the quality of your social media presence. And along with Adobe rush, I mean, I guess a third thing would be the Adobe spark, which is a great way to make good quality posts, um, right within the same Adobe platform. And it's also free. Um, and it's amazing. It's really is great to make really high quality story content on your Instagram or whatever platform you're wanting to use or new posts to promote what you're doing or show off what you're doing or help just engage with people. So I think that is, uh, that is a great tool for people who want to just use their phone and film some stuff and just edit it a little bit to put it out on the internet and, and, uh, engage with their audience and engage with their fans and kind of help build up ideas and find out what your audience would love you to do to make different ways to engage with them or different income streams that they could, that they would love to participate in. Uh, but it all comes down to engaging with your audience. So, uh, Adobe rush is a great way to do that. And Patreon is a great platform to be able to do that as well. So, uh, with that, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some ideas out of that. I hope you found something interesting that maybe you can go home and try or that you didn't think about. If you know somebody who you think would find this helpful, please give it a share to them. Go check out the show notes at anikcreates.ca slash podcast and then find this episode number. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed this content. I have lots of great stuff coming and please leave a rating and uh, a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you, or I guess you'll hear me (laughs) in the next episode. Until then, always be creating.